This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee responds to the Globe reporter, Brian Amaral's question. What would you say to people concerned the quality of people working administration? The governor has a smirk. He dismisses it, but then you can hear his response. Total embarrassment. The Philadelphia and them sending those officials down to Philadelphia, the Philadelphia story has become a national story. Listen, here's the McKee thing. What do you say to people who are concerned about the quality of the people working in your administration with Thorson and Patton, what they allegedly did? Josh, thank you. We have good people. Thank you. We have good people. Four, four investigations. Federal investigations. Josh, thank you. He just laughs at the reporter. Well, there's nothing funny about it. The Rhode Island reputation is being written about uh, the element of corruption, how these guys have been operating. It's um, it's it's really really embarrassing. It is. But you know what else is um, is interesting is the fact that. That what you know, and a very good point was made. Why, why is it that Governor McKee is saying that there was no money in the budget in January? So therefore, what is you know th- this thing wasn't going any anywhere soon, and it wasn't even going to happen. Well, if if that's the case, then why were these two guys going down to? Why were these two guys going down to Philadelphia? I mean, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense in any way. Oh, okay. It was never happening. It wasn't in my budget. It was never happening. Okay. Let's just say that's true. Then then why were they why were they meeting with the people in Philadelphia if it doesn't have if it wasn't happening? I don't um it's just another embarrassment for the state but i like that question what does it say about the type of people that you have um you know that are working in your administration and the governor tries to laugh it off but as we've talked about he does not exactly attract the best and the brightest um instead there's a there's a sleazy element to the people that governor mckee brings into the fold but we shouldn't be surprised at that. Birds of a feather, right? He and Pork Boy. Now, Channel 12 has also spoken with the driver. The deadly crash says he had a seizure. This is the uh, Channel 12 version of this. The guy that caused the deadly, the deadly crash. The man from North Situate. So I want to hear how this interview is different than maybe from the Channel 10 interview. Let's hear this a little bit. Oh, man, good guy. Tell us, 69-year-old Jeffrey Barden has yet to be charged with any crime. Barden telling me today he has no memory of what happened. He just says he remembers waking up in an ambulance. I'm heartbroken by the whole thing. The sound of the impact, jarring. The aftermath, alarming. And for 69-year-old Jeffrey Barden, who was behind the wheel of this vehicle, he says the whole thing was a blur going to put the car in the park and all of a sudden the next thing i know i woke up in the ambulance according to smithfield police barden first hit a car in the apple valley mall parking lot before speeding through the smithfield subway shop barden claims the cause a medical emergency there was a seizure i didn't even know what happened i had to be walked through it by the uh the people at the hospital that's the first time i've ever had anything like that that you know involved me uh, being passed out 
A memorial outside of where that tragic crash happened continues to grow after four people were rushed to the hospital. Subway store manager, 47-year-old Charlotte Vaca killed. According to her GoFundMe page, she was a mother of five. Barden sharing a message for her family. I'm heartbroken by the whole thing, and I wish it couldn't have happened. And there's nothing I can do about it, and I just have to keep reminding myself about that. If, if there was something I could do to, to change things, I would do it, but... And police are still investigating this. And Barton tells me that even though he hasn't been charged, he will be getting a lawyer. This is just a devastating story, man. He will be getting one. I'm just glad he's not rushing into it. You don't want to rush into something like that. Again, I, uh, I feel I, I don't know enough about it yet. Um, do, do I feel badly for that man? I feel worse for the woman that lost her life and her family. So... As much as, you know, someone sent me an email, he's going to have to live with this. Uh, that's true, but he's going to live, isn't he? He's going to live. The woman that was working there is not going to live. So um, so there's that. Now, I also want to direct you to DePetro.com, and we have video up. There was a raccoon that was on a la uh, light post stuck over 146 and i was live on the scene as they were able to go up in a bucket truck and put it into a noose but then lower to the ground and it ran right past me i will have that video up you can see it on the website petro.com it's also on facebook and youtube you're listening to the john DePetro show get your driveway paved j Perry Paving. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot, J. Letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, online at jperrypaving.com, and look for them on Facebook. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always jump. Listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Joining us right now, He's our legal analyst, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys, and his attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, I'd like to uh, just start off with this situation. You had this uh, fatal crash, terrible subway in Smithfield, and a car went plowing through the side of the subway, took the life of the manager, five people injured. And the driver, we've learned who it is, uh, is now speaking out. He has told a story, at least it's not with Channel 10. I think now he's kind of making the rounds, so to speak. But he's saying that he had some kind of a seizure. Uh, police have said they're still investigating, haven't been any charges yet. But let's just look at the fact that he is speaking out, saying he doesn't really remember much, but claiming that, uh, that he had a seizure and what potential culpability may, may be coming his way. In my view, he's he's breaking one of the first rules, which is shut up, don't yeah. say anything, don't talk to the press. If there's any potential for criminal charges, and even if there are not criminal charges, um, his performance, if you will, if maybe it's not a performance, but his interview. Well, he is an actor. Well, it's odd. He says, yeah, I mean, I, I used to be an actor, but this isn't how I thought I'd get on television. Yes. His, his whole demeanor, what he said, how he said it um, was 
in my view, all wrong. He yeah. was very flat. He didn't really offer a heartfelt apology no. to the family of the deceased um, store manager or the other injured parties. Um, who knows if he has an attorney? Uh, he should. And if he wanted to make any statement, it should have been through counsel, you know, to basically provide a well-worded um, um, acknowledgement of his involvement, his excuse of a seizure of some sort, and his condolences and um, sadness that he was involved in such an event. And his heart goes out to the families and the victims. Right. He didn't really do that. No. Um, Very casual, Tim Dodd. How about Channel 10? He's standing in the driveway. Yeah, I was, I was running some errands with my cousin. I mean, talking about <laughs> what happened like to the people, and he's kind of like shrugging his shoulders, yeah. which is like the body language was terrible. His affect was flat, unemotional, um, very peculiar in, in my view. Now, here's the pro he's got a number of issues that he will face criminally probably not or civilly definitely apparently this case is still under investigation and i think he intimated in his um on-air interview that the cops are still waiting for the results of um, blood tests they're going to check toxicology to see if he was um had alcohol in his system or other illicit um, or illegal drugs or chemicals. Let's assume he does not. Then it's unlikely there would be any type of criminal charge. However, and I don't know this, and we're just talking and speculating, let's assume he's had a previous history of seizure disorders, and he continues to drive knowing that he's susceptible right. to these types of seizures. The only charge that could potentially come would be, you know, reckless driving or driving to endanger if he knew or should have known that he was susceptible to these seizures. If he had no prior history, and this is something that came literally out of the blue, it's unlikely there'll be criminal charges of any sort. So now we flip to the um, civil side and the damages that he has caused. I don't know this person's background, but if he... He's an um, actor. <laughs> well, a retired actor. He didn't think he'd be on television this way. But wow. if this the accident wound up in the death of one individual and apparently serious injuries to um, at least four others, I can't imagine that he will have sufficient insurance to pay out for all the damage that he has caused. Right. It, it's it's inconceivable that he's got enough insurance unless, you know, we'll sh we're surprised that he's got like a multi-million dollar auto policy. More successful uh, actor than we can imagine. Right. So what happens in those cases is he he has the exposure to be sued for millions of dollars in damages. And in most cases, you know, if his insurance company doesn't have to, enough to pay out, He'd have to be considering bankruptcy where he could walk away from his uh, civil liability or exposure for money damages. Um, there's many cases where people cause an accident. They cause some serious injuries. Let's assume they don't have much of an estate and let's assume they also don't have any insurance or insufficient amounts of insurance. Many times you go bankrupt and you kind of clear the decks. The only time that, um, avenue is not available if you have so much in assets that it's it's doesn't work or you can't walk away from let's assume that an intoxicated person uh, who is found to be dui um, does the type of damage that this guy did um, bankruptcy has a specific provision which prevents um, an individual from uh, wiping out um, debts uh, from criminal conduct or DUIs or alcohol-related offenses. So do I think this guy is going to get charged criminally? Well, not unless the tox shows something that we're not aware of right. or if he's got a previous history of seizures. And it's an unfortunate situation where it's unlikely the injured individuals and the deceased individuals will ever 
receive there's never enough compensation but in our system all we have is dollars to try to remedy these situations i can't imagine there's going to be enough money here in insurance policies or personal assets to make a dent in the damage that this guy is caused. but again i think i think he's a poster child again we talk about it all the time you know, not to advertise for lawyers, but yeah. you need a lawyer in that situation. Yeah. And you should let your lawyer do this talking. You should not be on camera. No. Um, he didn't help himself one bit, in my view. He had just been running some errands with his cousin. <laughs> I don't know why you would even why that's even being discussed. Tim, Dad, what about Subway, though? The structure of that, you know, they have the window. It's not a wall. And I think of the Apple store. And um, Braintree, I think Braintree or South Shore, but <clears throat> the guy that went cruising into the Apple store and now they, they put like a barrier up. Um, I wonder, you know, there could end up being, I would imagine, just the design of the plaza. It's in, in various parts of the stores. There's there's a barrier, some kind of like a barrier a petition in front. But weird, the, the way the subway in that corner was designed it's basically an open window and that's why there's a big difference of going into a wall and then just going right through, you know, a very large uh, ground to ceiling window. Well, that's a very good point. Um, If the, there could easily be claims brought against subway and, or the shopping plaza where this occurred. And in those situations, many times you get, these subway you would get the owner of the shopping plaza you would potentially get the management company because usually if if a company owns the plaza they will then um, um, subcontract with another entity to be the property manager to take care of plowing in the parking lot and the sidewalks etc so your point is a good one that if there's any chance for these injured individuals and the the deceased individual to get enough compensation, they're going to have to get lawyers who will figure out how to bring the appropriate causes of action against the shopping plaza, the sub. If, if most of the stores had, many times we'll see it's like those yellow painted posts which are embedded into the ground to prevent this type of incident from happening. Right. If some stores have it and this one doesn't for whatever reason and everyone's on notice that other stores have it and this one doesn't, you know, there could arguably be negligence in the way the property was maintained. Um, you're right. That's the more viable approach. Mm for any money damage claim to be made. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane Heating and Cooling it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. We're speaking with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I have several questions about President Trump in Miami, in court, uh, but let's start off. I'd like to hear just some of your thoughts just on the proceeding. We, we've certainly learned a lot more about the indictment. Um, you know, the aftermath, he stopped at a diner at a fundraiser. But I, I'm more interested in your thoughts on what we learned. Jack Smith was in the courtroom, by the way. But what 
what went on in the courtroom. I think it's also really interesting dynamics. The uh, his co-conspirator, who was basically his body man, um, he he has found himself now uh, in in the courtroom with with President Trump. But your first blush thoughts on yet on on President Trump in court? Well, as we've long discussed, I think this Mar-a-Lago situation is the most perilous for Donald Trump and. I, he can bluff and bluster and posture um, and make speeches that he's, you know, being persecuted. Um, and that only gets him so far. I, I think that his problems are far deeper than his uh, trying to blow this off and diminish what's happening as just being political. Um, you're right. Number one, he's got a co-defendant, his valet. I guess this guy was his valet when he was president yeah. and continued to be his valet um, in Florida. Now, it's alleged that this valet was a co-conspirator with President Trump in moving the boxes, hiding the boxes, and oh. uh, you know, participating in... Um, not producing the boxes and the information that the feds were looking for. Now, President Trump has lots of money. He can fight this off. He can hire lawyers. What's this valet supposed If the valet flips, Mm. if the valet flips and provides damning testimony and information, um, you know they're going to offer this valet the, the stars and the sun and the moon to cooperate um and it's likely there will be cooperation which would be extremely harmful to the trump team Uh, second thing that is you know noteworthy is this indictment has been a slow train moving down the tracks which inevitably was going to bear fruit within all that being said Trump doesn't seem to have a first-rate legal team in place. On the eve of the indictment, a couple of his lawyers they quit, and one would have thought he would have had his team lined up, right. already doing all their prep work, at the ready to take this on, you know, head-on when the indictment was finally um, released and he was finally brought into court. None of that seems to have happened. So either. Uh, President Trump has been hoping against hope that this wouldn't happen, although we all knew it would, or, you know, he's such a difficult guy to work with that uh, lawyers don't want to sign up because he's difficult. And apparently he's many oftentimes doesn't pay his lawyers, um, which, you know, that's quite a one, two punch for lawyers heading for the hills when they get a call (laughs) from the president. Hey, you want to represent me? Now, as far as the actual indictment goes, John, as we all know now, there's 37 counts. Uh, 31 of the counts regard um, alleged violation of the Espionage Act. And it's alleged that the president engaged in the willful retention of national defense information. Now, the Espionage Act is going to get talked about ad nauseum as this case grinds forward. Um, And it is an interesting statute. Typically, the element which is most critical is that if an individual unlawfully discloses national defense information that, quote, could harm the United States. Now, there's other cases where information has been released in a manner that could harm the United States. And we all know the cases. There's the Rosenbergs. They provided nuclear secrets to the Soviet Union. So they did produce information harmful to the U.S. They they gave info to our enemies. Edward Snowden, he was a U.S. government employee. He leaked information to journalists about national security and defense issues. That could be obviously accessed by our enemies and be harmful to the United States. In President Trump's case, there's a good faith argument to be made that 
although he had this material, he didn't disclose it in a manner to the U.S. Now, to the extent that may be seen as a critical element under the Espionage Act, he could have a reasonable defense there. Where he, I think, runs into more problems is with the six counts for obstruction. Now, it's pretty clear that his attorneys, uh, at least one, filed a false affidavit under yeah. oath about the, all the material had been disclosed. Um, there's videos of what goes on at Mar-a-Lago. There's, there's the staff that runs the property. There's the Secret Service agents who are always at the property. Yeah. There's lots of prying eyes to see everything that's going on mm. at that property. So the lying to the feds, if nothing else if you're lying to the feds about their investigation, that can be enough. Let's, mm. let's remember back to Martha Stewart, right? It's not so much the, the transactions that she was um, participating in, in the stock market. It was the, that she lied to the feds about what she was doing and why. Yep. So like many other things, it's not the crime, it's the cover up. So. Right. And Tim, Dodd, I want to just interject there because what I want people to understand, and there's, I think there's many countless examples of this, but there's always kind of that fork in the road where situation problem arises, which is the government wants the documents back. And so now it's decision time. And they have it. So what are the, there's meetings. And his attorney, Evan Cochran, is taking notes in the meeting. And there's several ways this could be handled. They could either try to argue it through court. He could try the argument of I declassified it. It sounds as though they went down a different road, which was the president explored. Let's just tell them we don't have them <laughs> and then moving them around. Um, it, it's just um, it's an interesting dynamic because this isn't just some run of the mill, you know, savings and loan. And there's someone saying they want to check some of their records. It just it, it brings to mind, Tim Dodd. Richard Hatch went on Survivor, won one million. Okay, he won one million. Fantastic. He goes to meet with his accountant and says, show me my tax returns where I claim the one million and show me what they look like where I don't put that I won the one million. And then he submitted that to the IRS. To me, this, you know, there's there's me, there's notes. There were people that were in the meeting there. They were in front of the grand jury. Yes, I took notes. Here's what was said. They they had Mark Meadows had people following him, writing a book. There's, this isn't a typical defendant, but it sure sounds as though Jack Smith and the government kind of pieced together a good timeline of how, you know, we arrived at the president in court. Yes. And, you know, there will be talking heads on, on the different uh, networks comparing this to Hillary Clinton, and I don't want to spend much time on it, but yeah. in Hillary's case, they said she was extremely careless in the handling of very sensitive, highly classified information, and basically she was negligent. Yeah. This is different yeah. because of the cat and mouse game of trying to hide information and lying about what was being produced and lying about what was or was not still in Trump's possession at his estate now certainly and Tim Dodd, i just want to interject there you're an attorney you're in court what some people don't understand what is going to be the judge's reaction if is as they start asking questions they're met with well what about hunter biden what about hillary what about what what is the judge's reactions to you know what abouts when being asked specific questions I don't think a judge will be moved at all. It's yeah. kind of like when you get pulled over for speeding and saying, you pulled me over, but that other guy was going faster than me. <laughs> you know, it really right. doesn't cut a lot of slack. No. But I, I, again, Trump is relying on the Presidential Records Act saying, I had the right to have all this information. I had declassified it all. It's my decision. It's my stuff. That might all be true. Let's, let's presume for the moment that it is true. I still think he gets jammed up on the obstruction and yeah. the and uh, providing false statements and false information to the investigators. 
Mm. Let's assume he gets off and has an argument for all the espionage stuff and all the Presidential Records Act um, arguments. I still think he gets tripped up on the obstruction and the uh, false statement charges. And, you know, the media is focused on the Espionage Act and the Presidential Records Act, but it's the false statements that I think are going to get this guy. Yeah. Folks, again, he is our uh, legal analyst attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, excellent job. Folks, we're now going to talk to Tim Dodd more than once a week simply uh, to keep him uh, more in the groove and also because things are so fluid. Tim, we will talk to you again soon. Great, Don. Take care. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 401 580 580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Dream. Build. Enjoy. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. So it's interesting. A lot of people have been asking me. It was last Wednesday when you had the incident at the subway in Smithfield car traveling at a high rate of speed crashed into the side killing the manager five people seriously injured some of them uh, were trapped underneath the vehicle and people have been asking how come police have not named the driver well it would certainly seem that nbc 10 is not waiting for the police to come out and they have spoken with this man jeffrey barden he is the one that was involved in the crash and this is a nice scoop by NBC10, chasing it down, found out who he was. He was willing to speak on camera to NBC10. This is the person who was the driver at the, the crashing into the subway in Smithfield. I want to play. This is the NBC10 report. I had a seizure. And, you know, I, I didn't even know what was going on when I, I went through it. You completely blacked out. I blacked out, yeah. What was your reaction when you kind of got word of what happened after? I didn't get word until what happened until I was in the hospital and came to. That was about 1 in the morning. Wow. And I had the police officer stay with me the whole night. Mm-hmm. So. Did you hear about the, the injured? And yes, I did. The yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Is it heartbreaking, I guess? Of course it is. Of course it is. You know, you never want something like that to happen. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to drive for a while now. And that's perfectly understandable. But, you know, I mean, uh, never thought I'd be on TV this way. But I used to be an actor professionally in this state. So, Mm. you know. But uh, it is what it is. Have so, you heard at all anything um, from police on what happens next here? Uh, I've been talking with them day in and day out, but uh, you know they can only tell me so much so far. So, but uh, I just came back. This is my cousin here. Took me out from uh, to do some shopping and mm-hmm. pick up supper. So. Is this your first time being back home since, or how, how long were you in the hospital? I was in the hospital until uh, Saturday morning. Was this your first seizure? Yeah. It's a, a lot to process for you, I can imagine. Of how do you know it was a seizure? How, said are, you, a seizure. how are you? Well, I work um, 
with kids, and I've been working with kids uh, at um, a residential school. It's, um... And I want to stop this just for a moment. Folks, here's some questions. Tell me, take, you, take me through the day. She's answering a lot of questions for him. Must have been heartbreaking. Is this your first time out of the house? This is, what do you, what's the last thing you remember? Where were you coming from? What made you think that? Who told you that? What have the police told you? But stop answering questions for him. That must be heartbreaking. She, how about she leads with those that are injured instead of the deceased? I, I, I can't, you know, and I, I know this reporter, I, I see her out at some of the various crime scenes, but like, stop answering the question. She's providing answers for him. What is he supposed to say? That must be heartbreaking. What is the man supposed to say? No, not really. I mean, then he's like, yes. And this is your first, like, oh, I did some shopping. I, I used to be an actor. What, what are you talking about? There's someone dead because of this. So I want to continue with this, but I want you to understand. <clears throat> don't answer questions for him. I don't remember anything. I blacked out. What's the last thing you remember? Who were you with? You were alone. Where did you go? What brought you there? Oh, you had lunch? Like, what were you doing there? All right, here, here's the NBC10 rest of the interview with this the man, the driver, that crashed into the subway. For disturbed children, and um, I teach kids you know, coping skills, and I know how coping skills work. So I'm using them, and I'm using them to the best of my ability. Of course, it's... It's sad, and I feel helpless. There's nothing I can do and stuff. And well, there are things you can do. Part of me wants to reach out, but part of me knows better because, you know, I mean, I mean you what? have to give people give their space and stuff. An and I understand how the legal process plays out and so forth. So. When you say reach out, you mean reach out to the, the victim's family? Yes, yes. To express my regret and stuff. And even though, you know... Um, as people keep telling me, it's not your fault, it's not your fault, but Who's that doesn't make me feel any better, you know? I would have rather it didn't happen, but, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. But uh, well, I'm pretty well liked, and I have a lot of people that are supportive What were your symptoms? People are watching Could the news, pulled so over? they'll all see this, so... If you could say anything to them right now, well, if, you can. if you can't say anything to them in person, but I guess, what would you want to communicate? What would you want to get across? I would just want to get across how, how much I regret everything. And, you know, even though it's something that, you know, it's nothing to do with, um, you know, drugs or alcohol or anything like that. I that. It's just, I had a medical emergency, you know, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. So. Was the last time you remember where you were headed to? Do you remember anything about that day? Yeah, I was just, um, let me see. Oh, yeah. I had just pulled over to the curb for a second, and uh, the next thing I know, I woke up in the ambulance. And then um, I didn't wake up again until, you know, the next the next day. So. Hmm. Where are we but, coming uh, from? And so, well, I know they, we got the police report. They said that the, I guess, a talk screening would be coming back in a couple of days or so. There, right. should, there wouldn't be anything on there of, of drugs or alcohol or anything like that. Absolutely not. I, I don't I don't even drink socially. I don't drink for two seconds. So you're on medication? Yeah. Are you Where concerned you at all? Um, I guess about how the, the legal process might play out? I try to keep my mind off it at the moment. How's that work? Um, I mean, no. Uh, I let uh, I let the lawyers do their job. Oh, you have lawyers. I appreciate you talking to me. Okay. Oh, so you have lawyers. That's interesting. Huh. The driver crashed in the subway sandwich shop. Jeffrey Barden killed one woman, injured four others. How about the reporter leads with, do you feel bad about the people injured? Injured? People keep telling me it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Are the police saying that? 69-year-old. North Situate man had a seizure, doesn't remember the moments leading up to the crash. What's the last thing he doesn't remember? What was he doing there? This was at Apple Valley Mall. 
think there's still a lot of questions here. I think. Running errands along Putnam Pike started as a routine day. Now, this is in the story, but they don't have... Pulled over to the curb for a second. Next thing you know, woke up in the ambulance. I'm still seeing doctors and so forth. We'll have to find out one step at a time. Well, he's going to be sued, and he wonders what else he could do. Well, they're going to take his house. Um, Again, a lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns there, but... I, um, let's not provide answers for him. You must be heartbroken. I bet you wish this never happened. Yeah, I wish it never happened. I bet you don't remember anything until you woke up in the, in the rescue. Yeah, I don't remember anything until I woke up in the rescue. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, that's the situation with Subway. Driver's been identified. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Falcon Pest Services. 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon Pest services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, again, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. By the way, we have some uh, great new merchandise in the shop on the website, dipietro.com. You just click on um, shop. I want to go back to or play bill barr was on fox news sunday i thought he was very candid um you you can't just dismiss bill barr i know some people want to dismiss everyone but let's listen bill barr talks about some of the things with documents that this entire thing came about because of reckless conduct uh, of the president if he had just turned over the documents which i think every other person in the country would have done They're the government's documents. They're official records. They're not his personal records. Battle plans for an attack on another country or or Defense Department documents about our capabilities are in no universe Donald J. Trump's personal documents. Now, I know some people are going to say, yeah, but he he had the power to declassify them. Well, but he didn't declassify them because they have him on tape saying that it was classified information and that he didn't have the power to declassify it they're going to be able to make that argument in court it doesn't sound like an argument that is going to be successful i want to go back to and again i recognize there's a difference of talking points and what's going to go on in court when you get on in court it's my understanding you're not just going to say well you got to remember hunter biden and hillary clinton i i i hunter biden should be investigated and he is being investigated the the hillary situation i agree could have gone either way but comey did come out about the emails that impacted the 2016 election this again is uh, bill barr on fox news sunday under the espionage act uh, that he willfully retained those documents are solid counts now i i do think we have to wait and see what the defense uh, says and, and and what proves to be true but i do think that even half what andy mccarthy said which is if even half of it is true then he's toast i mean it's a it's a pretty it's a very detailed indictment uh and it's very very damning and this idea of presenting trump as a victim here a victim of a witch hunt uh is ridiculous yes he's been a victim in the past yes his uh adversaries have obsessively pursued him with phony claims and i've and i've been at his side defending against them when he is a victim but this is much different he's not a victim here he was totally wrong 
that he had the right to have those documents. Those documents are among the most sensitive secrets that the country has. He, they have to be in the custody of the archivist. He had no right to maintain them and ret retain them. And he kept them uh, in a way uh, at Mar-a-Lago that anyone who really cares about national security, would, their stomach would churn at it. My, uh, one of my issues on this whole thing with President Trump is he wanted to keep them. Rightly or wrongly, he wanted to keep these documents for whatever reason. Un unfortunately, I believe, unfortunately for him, he surrounded himself with, I don't want to just say yes men because you hear some of the female attorneys, he surrounded himself with people who then just told him what he wanted to hear. But it, it sounds like the strongest parts of the case against President Trump are his own words and then the notes of one of his attorneys, Evan Cochran. I agree with the reckless element. I, I don't understand the, um, I, the, the whole thing is beyond disturbing. Now, what about the polls, though? Where do things stand on the polls? Well, it sure sounds hey, like he's still strong here. Because there's some new polling out this morning on former President Trump's favorability with voters. And this poll was conducted after the indictment was announced. And it appears to show some good news for Trump. That's right. When you look at this latest ABC News Ipsos poll, what we find is that the number of Americans who view Trump favorably has gone up, while the number of Americans who view him unfavorably has gone down. You have to remember, before his first indictment, Trump has argued uh, that uh, criminal charges could boost his popularity, and that could very well be part of what we're seeing here. Uh, you have to remember his rhetoric of his campaign has largely been one of retribution, revenge, framing himself as the victim. And there's a segment of his base that is going to stick by him no matter what. I think that's part of the folks that we heard Elizabeth speak to. And his campaign is undoubtedly going to continue to take advantage of that. And Avery, on that point, it's been interesting to watch the other Republicans in the crowded GOP field walking this political tightrope, responding to the indictments while trying not to alienate Trump's base. How are they navigating all of this? When you look at recent polling across the board, uh, President Trump outperforms each and every one of his GOP competitors. And yes, this forces them to address uh, President Trump. Uh, so far, we've seen more candidates speak out and point fingers of blame at the justice system rather than at Trump uh, himself for these alleged actions. We've even seen one uh, candidate pledge to uh, pardon Trump if he's elected. I think that's really reflective of the state of this race, right? These candidates cannot afford to alienate Trump's Supporters if they try to win them over later on uh, as they try and chart a path to the nomination. Kate Shaw, let's bring you in on the legal implications here. How careful does Trump now have to be on the campaign trail? The former president, he's out there speaking frequently about the indictment, making accusations. Could prosecutors continue to use his own words against him in this case? Well, I think that Jack Smith, uh, the special counsel, and his team of prosecutors are going to be watching former President Trump, now candidate Trump, on the campaign trail very, very closely. One of the things that was most striking in this very striking document, the indictment, was how central the president, the former president's own words were in the charging document. So you have some of former President Trump's conversations with aides in, uh, as recorded in text messages and actual recordings, but you also had public statements, including back in 2016 on the campaign trail and from the White House, essentially Trump acknowledging the importance of safeguarding classified information, whether we're talking about presidential candidates or actual presidents. So that's central in this document. And I imagine that to the extent that former President Trump talks on the campaign trail about these charges, which we have every indication so far uh, that he will, um, some of the things he says in a political register could be quite problematic in court. If he takes the position that, yes, I did this, I had these documents, but I had the right as a former president to do that, that could resonate with voters, but it could be really problematic as an admission in a court of law. And, and Kate, the timing is critical ahead of the 2024 election. How quickly can the DOJ and the court actually move in this case? Typically, a case like this would take probably a couple of years between the original indictment and the actual trial and resolution. And of course, that would mean no final resolution until after the 2024 presidential election. And so I imagine the special counsel and his team are going to be trying, you know, to the extent possible to move things along expeditiously. And this is a court, the, this Florida trial court, that has a reputation <coughs> as a so-called rocket docket court, uh, a reputation for moving things along quickly. So if the judge is willing to 
to essentially accelerate proceedings. That could mean we could see things happen on a faster than ordinary track. Of course, the defendant, former President Trump, is going, I imagine, to do things, you know, everything possible to delay the final resolution. So a lot is going to turn on how interested the judge is in moving things along swiftly. And so far, this is a judge who, in a previous iteration of a related case involving these documents, was very sympathetic to Trump's arguments against the FBI's search in the first place. So, you know, I, I think there was reason for the Justice Department to be concerned, but they're certainly going to try to move things quickly. And, of course, nothing about this is ordinary. Kate Shaw, Avery Harper, our thanks to you both this morning. Again, uh, it certainly dominates the news. It's impossible for these other candidates to get any type of traction. I think a lot of this is going to change once it hits the debate stage. I think something that jumps out is this was avoidable. They just wanted the documents back. Where President Trump seemingly got in trouble was when he decided he didn't want to give them back. Then they started these efforts of move them here, move them there, have people sign sworn documents saying they'd given everything back. Uh, the nature of it, it, it sounds like the whole thing could have been avoided. That's the way it sounds to me. Sounds like a self-inflicted wound. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport restaurant. Make sure to find the John DePietro show Facebook page, and you can watch all the action on the scene live stream, follow it all real time live stream. Just follow John DePietro show right there on the Facebook page. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. Remember to log on to DePetro.com. We have original stories, original videos, also links to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Plus, you can get some great merchandise in the shop. Log on to DePetro.com. <laughs> 